Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Hi everybody, welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record for episode number 57. I am Joe the Widget Wilson and joined by my amazing hosts. First on that list, in no particular order, because I always do it first, the illustrious Ivarwin. Hey, gra- glad to be back. Chat room, glad that you're here. Excited to do another show, man. And joining us, as always, is the entertaining Louis Alon. Thank you, Joe. Good evening, Ivarwin. Good evening, chat room. How's everyone doing? And Dave could not make it tonight. He has the flu. Oh. A very bad flu, kind of what I had. And what's been going around the country, basically. Poor guy is, is really ill, so we hope he gets better soon, and we, we miss him. But joining us, as always, the... Um, let me see here. What's a good E-word? Uh, en- enlightening Shank the Tank. <laughs> What is up, internet, chat room, fellow hosts, pumped. I don't know if enlightening is, uh... <laughs> I'm entirely accurate. Well, there were other e-words that popped in my head, but they were way not appropriate, and they didn't fit you at all. I've definitely been enlightened by several of your comments. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm more like, creepy. <laughs> he was looking for e-words, not c-words. So. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 All right. Hey, creepy was on the list for shank. C. And stay tuned for next week when I go with B words. That'll be exciting. <laughs> um, uh, so I just start with A. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm sidetracking way too much. Um, Yvarwin, can you get into our sponsor for us, please? Yeah, sure. Episode 57 of Elder Scrolls Off the Record is sponsored in part by Tweet Audio's Classic Black Edition Earbuds with Microphone. Yes, Tweaked Classic features a solid metal construction, gold-plated connection that'll ensure optimal sound clarity, and it comes with a free storage pouch and extra durable nylon cord that won't bind or kink up. And the best part? An inline mic that'll deliver superior audio clarity. Works great on a smartphone, guys. It's $34.95 on their site, tweakedaudio.com, but... With our code off the record, you'll get them for $23.07, saving you over $11. Also, don't forget about their pink earbuds, which is still on clearance on their site, going for $14.90 with our code off the record. It's going to drop that further to $9.83. You get all of that with free worldwide shipping, so you're not tacking on anything else with these prices. It's free worldwide shipping. Plus, unbeatable customer service. You ever have a problem, call them up. They'll send you a new pair for free. And a lifetime warranty. All at tweakedaudio.com. Can't go wrong, guys. Tweakedaudio.com. Can't go wrong. I actually got to order some for my son here pretty quick. Well, let's get in the meat and potatoes, gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, 
And I am very intrigued by Ivarwin's mile-long list of bullet points here. Um, oh, my God. The single bullet point. Ivarwin, you got to regale us of this story, man. All right. Well, he, are you are you singling me out because I'm the only one that didn't play Skyrim this week? <laughs> um, no, it really was the mile-long list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so... This started off with me saying last week, you know, I, I really feel bad that I didn't get a chance to play any Oblivion or Morrowind, um, and that everything was just was just very Skyrim heavy. But you know, the Mage Challenge was was issued, and we were having a blast with it. So I sort of felt caught up with my Mage in in a way. Um, but <laughs> uh, I also got had Oblivion uh, taken. Uh, has has taken me away completely for this week. So I thought I was going to have some time for Skyrim. No, I didn't get any at all. <laughs> no more power outages, right? No, I didn't have a power outage. It's just that um, I got myself involved in a quest in Oblivion that's literally taken all of my game time this week in order to get just... I, I think I'm halfway through it. I might be three quarters through it. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the quest from hell. So here's here's what happened. My paladin became a vampire. Hit. Yeah. Hit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Irony. Yeah. Very, very unusual. And this is like the kind of thing like I got victimized. <laughs> I didn't want this to happen. Wait. wait. I got victimized. All right, Lou. So what happened was I didn't say I didn't say the safety word. No. <laughs> And she was like, ah. I'm like, no, all right, no. Ah. All right. <laughs> so, all right, basically what happened was um, I finished off a brush with death in Chayden Hall. And I wasn't exactly sure what to do next. So I figured, all right, I'm in Chayden Hall. I'm trying to do this whole paladin thing. Let me just, there's a church here. Let me just stroll inside, see what's going on. Maybe I can get like a paladin-esque sort of quest. You know what I mean? Um, so I go inside and... <laughs> I get this quest, all right, saying from, from a guy inside, there's a priest inside saying that there's, there's a chapel of Debella over an anvil, and it was attacked, and I should head over there, talk with a mysterious prophet who, who preaches there, and I should ask him if he knows, you know, who or why that chapel was, was attacked. I'm like, all right, you know what, this is, this is good. So I'm going to walk from Chaden Hall southwest over to Anvil. And it's going to be a long walk. At the same time, you know, the, the number one thing I wanted to do is search for those, um, those 10 alien statues. So I figure, you know what, I'm going to walk over there, you know, um, see if I can find some, some alien uh, ruins and search for, for statues on the way. And when I get there, I'll, you know, you know I've got a, like a, a direction for myself is basically how this is working out for me. So I was happy. So I'm, start, I'm hoofing it over to, uh, over to, uh, to Anvil from Chaden Hall. And when I start getting close to the Imperial City, I decide, let me stop off at the inn that's in front of me. It was the Roxy Inn. Let me stop off over here, all right, uh, catch a snooze or two, and then, you know, start making my way back. <laughs> the, the, the Roxy Inn. Yeah, that's, I, I can just picture a night I, at the Roxy Inn. I know. I, I, I <laughs> oh, no, I'll get that song in my head now and the two brothers. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I should have seen this coming a mile yeah, when just, you walk into an inn and the innkeeper says, we sort of have a bed for you, good luck, <laughs> I should have turned right around and said, you know what? I'll take the next one. Thanks. <laughs> but no. What do I do? 
I toss her. I toss her ten gold. I go upstairs. I I sleep on on you know a hard pillow and a blanket. <laughs> it's supposed to be a bed on the floor. And I I let a couple of hours go by. Basically, the the whole thing here is that I don't really like walking around at night too much. It's just a real pain in the neck. So I figured, you know, I had I had a couple of those you know diseases from from wolf attacks. So let me just sleep them off. Yeah, because sleeping always cures diseases. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does in the real world. Yeah, sure. You know, get some of my health back, um, and then just you know move along. Well, I'm sleeping right, and you know when you you get the the little bar and starts ticking down the hours that you're either waiting or sleeping. When that interrupts itself, you know you're in for a world of hurt, one way or the other. And that's exactly what happened. Not three hours go by. I'm all nestled in my, my uh, you know, uh, disease-infected <laughs> bed at the Roxy Inn. <laughs> Baby, don't hurt me. A <laughs> <laughs> night at the Roxy Inn. <clears throat> and um, I get interrupted. And I get, like, this whole, um, like, paragraph comes up saying that a vampire attacks me. And it's not something like, you know, I can fight the guy off or kill him or anything like that. There's no, there's no, there's no choice in the matter. You're sleeping at the Roxy Inn, you're getting bit by a vampire and that's just the end of it. <laughs> so that's, that's what happened. I, I basically read this paragraph that, that jumps up in front of me and it says that, you know, you were, while you were sleeping, you were bit by a vampire and you're now infected uh, with, with vampirism. And then I wake up like nothing happened. <laughs> Great. This is this is freaking wonderful. I'm I'm now a vampire and I don't know what to do about it. I immediately started to become infected. So I had no idea how to cure myself. And time's starting to tick away. I'm not fully a vampire yet. It takes, you know, a while for this to happen. So I'm like, great, what do I do? So I, I head on downstairs after my wonderful night's rest at the Roxy Inn, and I I talk to the innkeeper thinking, all right, maybe like I stumbled on a quest or something in here. She tells me about a necromancer that that's up in you know some sort of cave that's very close to the inn, and I'm thinking, all right, so maybe this is connected. So I, I go into the cave, um, dispatch the necromancer. It took a really long time. I'm really kind of cutting it short at, at this point. Um, I came up empty-handed. It took me like probably about four hours to get through this this cave that's up there. Not because it was very long but it was very hard especially at, at my level which I think at the time was maybe level 7 um, so I came up empty handed there's no there's no cure for vampirism in that cave um, but the, the innkeeper was happy I got rid of that annoying necromancer for her uh, so I kind of I googled the cure and I basically found out that I had to go over to the arcane university over in the imperial city and I have to speak with this guy named uh, Raminus Polis over there, who had no idea either, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of oblivious to, like, just like you can see it in his eyes, dude. He, that guy is just, he's, he's, he's out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I go all the way over there thinking, like, all right, this guy's going to have something for me. And he's like, oh, you're infected with vampirism. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, there's, there's me just putting their hands on my shoulder and... <laughs> So this guy's like, all right, you know, sucks to be you, but I've got nothing for you. But you may want to talk to Count Hasseldor over in Skingrad. Oh, okay. All right. So let me go talk to this dude. I go walking all the way over to Skingrad from the Arcane University, and this guy's got a sob story about him and his wife becoming vampires 
and how like he grew to like it and she is you know none too pleased with herself and you know long story short <laughs> he like puts her to sleep because she's just so beside herself and being a vampire and so he's looking for a cure too so he's got no idea what's going on either wow. so this guy's like okay so i'm looking for a cure you're looking for a cure let's work together and by working together i mean why don't you go talk to some hermit <laughs> Out in the middle of oh my gosh, he, he's got a rule skin grod, bro. <laughs> he's got no time for me. <laughs> he's got no time for that. <laughs> <laughs> so he tells me, Go speak with um, Melisande. So, some hermit witch that lives by herself in, you know, where else, of course, but the middle of the woods, somewhere far away from where I'm at. <laughs> far from grandma. Far, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I go walking all the way like northeast in order to find this lady, and I finally find her after about forty-five minutes of walking. And she's like, "Oh yeah, I know all about this. Here's what you do first: get me five grand soul gems, like like I'm going to like the local <laughs> Rite Aid, you know, and getting chapstick for the old bat." <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I got so I, I basically worked out for myself that there's got to be. A bunch of dungeons in the area that probably have grand soul gems in it. And sure enough, I was right. But it's not just any old grand soul gem. You have to get five empty grand soul gems. So I'm I'm doing this quest for probably about three days, two and two and a half to three days at this point, trying to find these empty. Are you uh, serious? Empty. Yes, they don't filled soul gems don't count for her because I brought her. Like, uh, I think three empty and maybe two filled thinking like, okay, here you go. Here's your grand soul gems. And she's all like, you know, so when are you going to bring me those five empty soul gems? I'm like, really? Turn around, go back. <laughs> oh, man. So I finally, after like, I don't remember if it was either two and a half or three days. But in any event, like I finally, after a couple of days, bring her these five empty soul gems. And she gives me a freaking shopping list. Oh, oh while you were out. <laughs> By the yeah, way, just just to like, all right, just to tell you, but I am enjoying this quest. By the way, I want to caveat it with this. Um, so she tells me nightshade, cool, garlic, all right, fine. Um, then it starts to get weird. Um, I have to go to Oblivion to find blood grass. Yeah, right. <laughs> then I have About to stop that. <laughs> then she she gives me this enchanted dagger, and she goes stab an Argonian in the face with this and bring me the blood. <laughs> What about oh, the milk dude, and bread? I have some Argonian blood. You want some? Yeah, I could use it. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> so now I have to stab some random Argonian. <laughs> I and see no qualms with that. Apparently, she tells me, and, and while you're out gathering those things, um, there's this vampire, right, that like no one's ever been able to defeat or, or kill, and he's a real big pain and everyone's behind. If you can just go ahead and kill that guy for me and bring me back some of his ashes, like that would definitely be a cure for my person. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm kind of so I'm in the middle of doing that now. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. hits just keep on coming. Pretty much. So I, I managed to get my five cloves of garlic, which is not as easy as it sounds because now I'm a full vampire. So much time in game has gone by trying to do this that I've gone from. And there's like different stages of vampirism, apparently. That oh yeah, I think it's like twenty five percent, fifty percent, and then either seventy five or a hundred percent. 
something like that. Um, I, every one of those stages like rocketed past me while I was collecting soul gems. And um, so now, so now I'm a full vampire. So going to talk to anybody in town is a complete nightmare. They just they run and scream. They scream at you and run away. I can't like buy this stuff from them. I either have to find it in the wild or, which is what I've been doing, is breaking into homes, going into the basement and skin grod and just like, you know, stealing it. I saw my buddy do this quest in college. That's exactly what he did. He just like ran around everywhere and just broke into people's houses. Yeah, you cannot you can't talk to anybody. They just they just they run away from you. No one wants to trade with you. It's it's just it's tough. Yeah, it's like uh look, don't don't let this appearance fool you. I know I'm a bloodsucker, but <laughs> I, uh, I don't want to be this way. So in any event, um that's so I've gotten I've I've managed to get the five cloves of garlic and the nightshade. So now I have to uh stab an Argonian in the face. <laughs> I, I Man- can help. Managed to find my way into oblivion for some grass, and uh, like always, now I have to kill the uh, the master, the the uber master vampire. What's his name? Hind Hinderil or something like that. I'm not even up there yet. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do the easiest thing first, which is stab an Argonian in the back. <laughs> then I'm going to find my way into oblivion and have, and I'm, gonna, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy that because I haven't even opened up the oblivion gates yet. I haven't done any of that. So I'm still I, walking I, around with the, uh, the, the Amulet Kings. I have to. I, I'm not even. I don't know. I have to. I don't even think so. I have to go find Martin Septim. I haven't even done that yet. Uh, and, and I don't know how I'm going to do that because no one wants to talk to me because I'm a vampire. <laughs> so, <coughs> console command. Yeah, I think by next week you're going to hear a very different story uh, coming <laughs> out of me, which, which starts like this. So I tried talking to Martin Septim. <laughs> And it ended up work. killing him inadvertently. Inadvertently, <laughs> so I don't know. That's that's where I'm at right now. We'll see what happens next week. Um, but uh, there's your epic quest of the week, brought to you go. by Evarwin. <laughs> Man, that, of Count Chocula. Now I see why it was just one bullet point in the notes. Yeah, I didn't want it. That I've got literally a page of bulleted notes here. And this, this isn't even this isn't even everything that that happened. I mean, I had to go through probably about seven different dungeons just trying to find those soul gems. At least those those wow. are the ones I counted. I mean, there's more, and uh, I don't know how many hours I've I've dedicated to just finding the the garlic, which by the way has done wonders for my lock picking skill. <laughs> <laughs> the nightshade was easy. I just you know, looked on a map to see like where nightshade grows. I Googled like the nightshade and you know, it's all in the, the southern part there of Cyrodiil. So I was like, all right, let me just walk around there. So that was easy, but garlic Fair enough. Tough. So you still That's have a, to continue. We're going to get uh, Epic Quest Part 2 next week. The hopefully, hopefully we'll get the uh, the finisher and then my and some Skyrim game time in. <laughs> That's uh, it's not like you have a pretty epic week though in Oblivion. That's pretty cool. Hopefully yeah. when I get back into Oblivion, I can uh, give that a shot just to go through that torture you did. Oh, it's tough. It's, very good. <laughs> it's horrible. Zenimax releases Ask Us Anything Variety Pack number two. On Friday, February 22nd, Zoss released on their website part two of their grab bag of miscellaneous questions from around the interwebs. Here are some highlights we enjoyed. Ivaro, would you like to read the answers for me, sir? Sure. 
Alright, question one. I'm a total neat freak when it comes to my inventory and games. Will the inventory system in ESO be easily organized? Also, will I be able to quickly remove unwanted items? That came from Justin Griffin. Griffin. And Zenimax answers Justin by saying the inventory is based on slots, but has a list style much like the inventory in Oblivion or Skyrim. It has tabs that allow you to view all your items or just items in specific categories such as weapons or armor. More sorting criteria will also be available. For example, you'll be able to sort by value or how recently you picked an item up. Removing items will be very simple. So to answer the question directly, you can definitely maintain your neat freak ways. Neat freak for the win. Mm. Yay! I'm glad they're doing that. I like that. Yeah, me too. That actually, it really makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's the unanimous consent there, huh? Very good. The next question came in from Cody Peterson. He said, One of the most tedious things I found in other MMO games was having to read countless walls of text. Being a fan of lore, I read them anyway. However, in Elder Scrolls games such as Skyrim, NPCs speak to you, so you don't have to deal with all the reading. Are most of the NPCs in ESO going to be voice acted? Um, this one actually garnered some attention from uh, some gaming sites, I found out. This apparently was like a big thing that uh, that no one knew about. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, um, I saw I saw something pop up on Twitter, and I was like, oh, let me let me check this out. Maybe Zoss is giving some new information. And I, I was reading it. I was like, oh, this is actually on the show. Like, I selected this question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the answer uh, is, and I quote from uh, Zenimax, ESO is fully voice acted. You'll hear every NPC. There are a lot of great lore books in the game, too, for those who choose to read them. So, yeah, this- big- yeah, this... I'm sorry, Lou, if I'm talking over you. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this makes me so unbelievably happy. I mean, fully voice acted. Dude, talk about immersion, man. Yeah. Fully voice acted NPCs and all the books. Like, I think I said last week or the week before, this Skyrim and, like, Oblivion, these are the only games where, like, I'll actually read books in the game. And all the... the man... This this one like tidbit from them is just so huge. It's yeah. it's it's really it's huge. And uh, me and Ivarwin can uh, definitely verify that that's the case. Yeah. And I kind of hope to keep some of those um, placeholder robot voices that were hilarious <laughs> somewhere in there as like a Easter egg. Seriously, it's just like a generic computer voice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, adventurer, for coming here. <laughs> See, I don't know which is worse, though, the generic computer robot voice or the, you know, one female voice actress who sounds like a Nord, Argonian. You know, she's a bard in one town, but she's a town bike in the other. Then she's some old priestess for arcade somewhere else. <laughs> I'm not Professor Frey right now. I'm an innkeeper. <laughs> Nick was, uh, Nick... Nick, the uh, gameplay designer, was laughing at me because I was laughing so hard at those NPCs. It was in that village, Yvonne, that we had to rescue the people Yeah, from that invasion. Mm-hmm. It was when you were doing the training sequence. We had to go and, and spar with all the different trainees. Oh, is that where it was? Yeah, the trainees had the robot voices. <laughs> and it was hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing. And he was asking me what the heck was going on. And I said to explain to him, you got to keep these voices in somewhere just for fun. <laughs> Maybe I'll give them to some mud crabs. Yeah, really? <laughs> oh, Ooh, what they the, can do. Uh, yeah. ruins. Exactly. Thanks, Lou. Mm. Having the uh, 
spiders, centurions. Oh man! Having like a uh, defunct um, spider who is like the 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 I can talk straight, defecting from the rest. You know, it's got some kind of glitch and talks to you for a quest. That'd be hilarious. That would be hilarious. Yeah, or you know, for Liz, you know, she would like a a, a uh, Dalek Dwemer centurion, but <laughs> <laughs> exterminate. <laughs> Yeah. All right. It's very Elder Scrolls too to have the whole thing all voice acted. So I'm glad they they kept they kept in line with that. Very much so. And that's going to be a lot of voice acting. More kudos to them. All right. Quest. The next question. Uh, Harleek Hydria. Someone's cursor is in the way. I can't see the rest of the name. But um, uh, I've been waiting for years and years to play a tank oriented character with light armor. Will only characters with heavy armor be able to tank, or will our role be more dependent on the abilities used slash chosen? And Zenmax answers, saying, Generally, as tank-oriented character, being in heavy armor will be the most reasonable course of action because it lends itself well to absorbing damage and taking the big hits. However, if you choose to increase your health to the max and carefully choose your abilities, you can build a light armor character that would last a good long time on the front lines. Um, Before I have you guys speak your point on this, I want to just draw your attention to one quick quick thing really quick and when Zenimax uses the wording as a tank oriented character not as a tank character and go well, I'm glad you brought that up uh, you you verify that distinction Joe the fact that they're saying tank oriented not tank that's the important part that people have to remember is the fact that I guess from what you two saw in the alpha they're trying to go away from the holy trinity mm-hmm you know, I've seen other forums on other sites where people are still, you know, they're pushing for that mindset. They want that. They want a definitive tank, heal, or DPS. You know, and, and the fact is, you know what? They're trying to get away from that. Let's see where they go with this. You know what? Have some flexibility. Exactly. That also brings in another debate, Lou, that's, that's important that you're touching on, is when you do add that Trinity into a game, there is a specific, I don't know, hang-up in a game that can really lose the game to you for a lot of players and that's the waiting for a tank or waiting for a healer syndrome mostly tank how do you guys think that will be different here well i mean it's it depends on the population i mean the fact of the matter is is you can wear you know any armor at any time and you can be any role that that you level up uh from from the ground up you know you can you you gotta be careful with with how you assign your your role and um, you know if you plan your character out you can you can be a tank that has you know healing ability as well and that's that's going to be fantastic for for the people out there who who want to group up and are looking for certain types because you can just say let's just get ourselves put together and you know by the way I can heal and tank and someone else can say yeah I'm great at damage and I can heal as well and so there'll be enough healing going on in the group as well as you know damage and and all that if if uh you know you you select your people correctly yeah exactly um one right. of the, yeah Luke, go ahead buddy no, no no sorry go ahead i was just saying it's kind of how i was seeing the game from our perspective and how there's not really set tanking i'm pl- i'm planning on playing my dragon knight heavy armor but to be dual high damage and be able to take hits when i need to for my group so that's kind of how i'm going to be playing it and that's i think that's what makes going to make this game even more Vibrant and open is the ability to do that with your character. Not saying, okay, well, I, if I'm going to play a tank, and the only thing I can do is, you know, 
take hits and do no damage and, you know, just be a meat shield. Yeah, and um, I think, you know, to, to, to if you look at just the tank DPS healer trinity thing, I mean, they, to distill ESO into that sort of uh, play, I think it's just... It, it's it's very very unbecoming of Elder Scrolls. So when he said Joe, you meant you nailed it. Tank oriented character, and you, everyone you know keeps talking about the flexibility. That is, I mean, he's basically saying, yeah, you can play. I mean, you'll do better with your heavy armor, but you can absolutely build a light armor build who likes to you know be tanking and stuff. Sure, and and whereas light armor may not lend itself to absorption, it sure as heck lends itself to avoidance. Exactly, so, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, you can you you don't you don't have to uh, absorb a punch in the face in order to be a tank. You can just simply dodge out of its way in, in order and in, in tank that way. And that's that's a very uh, proven viable way of tanking in many games. Rift Doctor, <laughs> sorry, yeah, exactly. Yeah, avoidance tanks can be awesome, especially when you have a healer who doesn't really want to heal that much. <laughs> Better than than your traditional tank, absolutely. Yeah, all for it, yeah. Lou. That's your role. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Yeah, go. What was that? What was that, Lou? I loved rift tanking. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, the blades have been a central part of the character's main storyline in Elder Scrolls games. To what extent, if any, will the blades be involved in ESO? That came from Christian McAllen. And Zoss says, at the time of ESO, remnants of the Akaviri Dragon Guard who protected the Emperors are still around, but they have not yet reformed into the secretive blades of later eras. Interesting. Which is awesome. Because um, you've heard that uh, from all the from I think it was Zoss who said that you know this is like soon after the the whole Akaviri invasion thing and seeing like this is what gets me so excited is because like all of these things are just you can just tell they're all coming together they're all tying together they're all culminating in something that's like going to be this like massive massive like point of tension between all three factions. So I am so so curious to see how this is going to play into the uh, the final. I guess I don't know if end game is the right word, but uh, the overall bigger picture. The best part yeah. is when you see the bigger picture play out, and then you start to see that picture evolve through not just ex- you know one expansion, but several expansions and large. Oh yeah, patches in the and game, and then as, as it starts to click from yeah. the lore from the other Elder Scrolls games coming into play. Yeah, exactly. As they just seeing how this is going to play out with, you know, how do the Blades form and say, all right, who do we want in the Blades? Tension between three factions, yet you have all three factions. You probably have members who would be loyal or would want to become a Blade. Hmm. Possible faction, perhaps? Hey, we'll have to wait and see, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. I'm sure if, uh, I'm sure if it's lore-friendly to incorporate something like that in the game, they, they, they probably will. Uh, Jinx, Yvarwin. alright guys the final question of this for tonight is from Dennis uh, Shop who says we will we be able to equip the left and right hand individually as in Skyrim e.g. a spell in the right hand and a melee in the left if that's the case is there a way to quickly switch between different weapons I know this answer yeah, I, what I like about this answer is that it's very oblivion. 
that's that's what I like about about what's going on here. Um, and Zenimax says you can you can put one handed weapons in both hands and dual wield. You can put a shield and one handed sword in in each hand and sword and board, or you can use a two handed weapon or staff. Additional abilities these aren't always spells can be fired from the ability bar. And yes, you can have different weapon loadouts and switch between them. What if you have two shields? Are you just like a confused turtle at that point? Yeah, definitely confused turtle. (laughs) (laughs) This is exactly the way that oblivion plays. You know, you've got your, uh, you know, your, your sword in one hand, your shield in the other, or your your dual wielding, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? Let me just throw out flare, and you hit the you know on the on the on the keyboard, it's the C button. So you hit the C button, and you got your sword and you got your two swords in one hand, but you're you know whipping out that spell and very oblivion. And uh, I like that they're going back to that. It's all based on the hot bars. Yeah. So it has that kind of that MMO style feel of activating abilities but with the whole Elder Scrolls feel of fighting with weapons kind of blend you know together. what I'm I'm sorry go ahead no no I'm done I was just gonna say uh, what I've noticed with these questions is the biggest theme that I've noticed is flexibility this this game and you can you can really tell Zenimax is just pushing uh, that that flexibility of like okay how do you want to you the player how do you want to play this game? What what would you like to see in this game? And it seems like that they're they're they they're developing this with that flexibility mindset. And it's just every single little piece of news I'm hearing is all about you, you, you. How do you want to play this? Oh yeah, okay. Well, we've given you the ability to do this. If you want to play this way, sure, go ahead, do it. So I mean that that makes me really, really, really happy. You're very right, Jank. And what's one of the defining characters of Elder Scrolls? It's how, how do you want to play the game? It's exactly. all about you. Yeah. All the flexibility, all the customization. I think that's the biggest thing that that um that is one of their their biggest touchstones and it obviously it needs to be there because it's the biggest touchstone of the Elder Scrolls series. So I, you know, we get we get ourselves caught up with with some, you know, tiny little debates that go on here and there that we would like to see um that that we feel are are very Elder Scrolls-esque, but at the end of the day, you know, it's nice to know that the biggest one, which is variety, according to how you want to build your character, is in this game, in the MMO, and that's that's important because that's not in MMOs. There, people have been trying to put that into MMOs, but it it hasn't really. You know, Rift was the best one that you could say is is like that, and even even that is is somewhat limited. Um, but I mean, this just doesn't happen, and it's it's happening here, and I'm I'm really glad for that. Amen, brother. Indeed. All right, guys. That was um, well done. I like that segment. That was good. A lot of things cleared up. We got an email from Hampus, and I would like to ask you, Varwin, to read this one. Sure. Um, actually, can we can we have Shank read it? You know what? That's a good idea. <laughs> Shank, do it. Oh, I know. God. All right. I know. Hold on. I got to I got to scroll down here. I know Hampus would. Appreciate yeah, it. I missed that line right there. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one of my trademark voices if that's cool. Oh wow, look at that. Okay, well cool. <laughs> Hi again, guys. This is your biggest fans from Sweden, Hampus, aka Janine, the hairstylist. <laughs> First, I must ask 
Shank to read this letter. You don't have to ask. I'm reading it, sweetie. Last time, <laughs> he made me wet my pants with his terrible bad German accent that has nothing to do with Swedish at all. Oh, I'm so sorry, honey. So, Hampus, this time around, Shank's not using his uh, his bad German accent. <laughs> nah, this is, this is Janine, the hairstylist from Brooklyn, so, you know. <laughs> After listening to you all, I have... I have to share some of my thoughts. First of all, I have to say that I really love Dragonborn. So do we all, Boobala. I just purchased it on my <laughs> I just purchased it to my PS3. I almost started crying when I entered Ravenrock and the Morrowind music started. This is like Morrowind in HD. Oh my god. My first character in Skyrim was a full-blooded mage. So it's fun listening to all of you talking about your mages. By the way, you all make me sad. You guys don't talk about your adventures in Morrowind anymore. Not Dragonborn Morrowind. I would love to hear that again. And you made me play Oblivion again, and I just started at level one. No cheats, (laughs) Morrowind. Keep it up, and don't make me wait long till the new episode of ESOTH. Guess what, honey? You're listening to it. Campus, a.k.a. Alak Drake, Mean Dragon, a.k.a. Janine, the hairstylist. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> <clears throat> Any comments on this emails, guys? Will I catch my breath? <laughs> comments? I almost spit my water out on my mouth. <laughs> he said boobola. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Um, unfortunately, I kind of gave up on Morrowind for now, after trying to find that first cave for, you know, two weeks. Um, south of the Naked Guy. Yeah, South of the Naked <laughs> Man. I do have it. I do plan to get back to it. I know, Ivarwin, you was you were playing that for a while there, too. Yeah, oh, I loved Morrowind. That's, uh, it's, a, it's an awesome game, and, you know, all of these games, they sort of ebb and flow for me, because... I, I adore every one of them now that I've been playing them all. And, um, you know, I, right now I'm playing Oblivion. Once I'm, um, you know, work that out of my system, I'll probably get back into Morrowind. I, Fair I, enough. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I eventually have a plan to get back to Morrowind. But, I, yeah, yeah it's just priorities, man. Priorities. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about it is that you play one of these games for, for more than 20 minutes, you're playing it for the rest of your week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just the way start, it works. You start one game of Oblivion, all of a sudden it's like three days later. Like, oh man, <laughs> what just happened? Was that supposed yeah. to work? What? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all right, Lou, you're up, man. Thank you very much, sir. Well, it's been a trying time. Still had some tech issues, which thankfully finally rectified itself the past couple of days. Uh, I was telling Warren about this earlier on before the show started, where. Uh, I had downloaded the latest drivers from my my computer, and the other day Skyrim just just started going. Oh, what 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 is this garbage? What what is this? Jizargo is not pleased. Take this <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was a nightmare. I, Skyrim just kept freezing up, crashing. You know, I went the whole process of disabling all my mods, trying again. Nothing worked. And I realized, you know what? This never happened until I loaded these new drivers up. But let me see what happens. Uh oh. Yeah. So 
totally uninstalled my latest drivers, clean install, my previous set. Lo and behold, oh, I'm like, wow. Are you kidding me? The, yeah, new, the driver. new drivers screwed you up? Yeah, it just, it just borked me, borked my games. You have NVIDIA? Yes. Oh, wait, no, so, okay, I'm sorry. I, I thought, never mind, the desktop drivers are different than, okay. Yes, they're different than the laptop ones. The laptop ones, I, the latest ones I got, they just totally, Elder Scrolls Skyrim and the latest set, no, don't mix. The way it's <laughs> meant to be played. Yeah, actually, yeah. Lou, um, I'm a computer technician by trade, and I've had to fix actually three or four of these issues with uh, built-in NVIDIA on laptop. Oh, good, so I'm not alone drivers. No, no, th- there's a bug in the drivers, man. Oh, well, thank God the previous set works, and you know, and I had to take some stuff off. A lot of my post-processing stuff is also yeah. The game still looks great, but still not the same. Well, what do you mean by stuff? Like mods. in-game uh, stuff or mods? No, no, my my I had to disable. I will. I disabled the uh, anti-aliasing, a lot of post-processing effects. <sighs> yeah, so I can't get those beautiful screenshots. The game still looks good, but it's not. This is Shanks' portfolio here. This yeah. is me and White Run. No, you'll I don't have get to uh, live vicariously through Shanks' tweets. It, it, it's yes. okay. I, I got you covered, buddy. I, I got yeah. your back. I, I will live vicariously through Shank and now through Joe. <laughs> <laughs> One day, oh, just got deja vu. Holy cow! I've been yeah. I've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> but with all that, I finally you know went back to my battle mage. Got her up to level 17. Yay! Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, she's still focused on destruction. However, I, I did have to put a couple points into restoration because, uh, you know, as always, in close fighting for us, for mages, is just painful. Yeah, just a little bit. Mages yeah, are the masters I, of running. I mean, on my main character, uh, well, my dual-wielding assassin, not a problem. It's like full hit from a drug overlord. Yeah, all right. Psst, flies. Get away from me, man. Here, I'm getting one-shotted by a bear. <laughs> by a wolf. I got two-shotted by a wolf. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, I was like, ooh. All right. Yeah, I got points. Yeah, let me put that in restoration. Yeah, 50% less. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, well, how are, or healing. <laughs> how are you building your, your battle mage? Are you putting any points into health? I, I am now. Um, <laughs> for the longest time, she had her health back. It was just the base level when you start the game. <laughs> yeah, so here I am trying to, you know, take on these Draugr. Yeah. High level critters going, oh, ouch. <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally cool running into, you know, uh, leveled content at, at level 17 with 100 health and, and just, you know, taking a two-handed sword and uh, getting your head cut off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, wearing a toga. You, know. <laughs> you haven't, you haven't um, perked into the runaway skill tree? That's <laughs> that, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> Shoot and scoot. I'm running away. <laughs> yeah. Poor Lou. Yeah. There's no there's no dragon shot for uh, tuck tail and run. <laughs> well, yeah, pulling a Sir Robin running away. But uh, if there's a way, I'll find it. And last night, I, I was finally able to finish Under Sarthal once I got my game, my, my drivers reinstalled. Nice. Yeah, so I finally got to finish that. Had a blast. Literally, because I picked up the spell Fireball, and oh my god! Yeah, boom. <laughs> yeah. And thank God Lydia can't die. <laughs> because 
I, I'm just totally doing Palpatine, just unleashing unlimited power. I don't care if it's in the way or not. <laughs> and it's just amazing. <laughs> I just got, the, oh my god, I just got this image of Lou, like, figure skating on ice, just blasting Lydia. <laughs> unlimited power! <laughs> and it's awesome being in, you know, those those tight spaces that are dungeons and just dropping down ruins, getting their attention, just blasting away at them <laughs> with that spell. I've sworn to carry your burdens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, carry it over there. Just, oh, there you go. Good, good, good. Go ahead, target. <laughs> well, yes, Ashtal, she can die. However, I do have ultimate followers overhaul. <laughs> so, makes her essential. She can't die right now. Thank God. Oh, that's how you did it. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, if I'd done vanilla with no mods, ooh, first house, Carl. Oops. Hey, Carl <laughs> Bulger. <laughs> I have a question for you really quick, Lou. Mm. When using Fireball, have you noticed how hard it is to keep any kind of followers alive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I find the, the phrase collateral damage fits very nicely with Fireball and Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very much so. I mean, I, I've done. I've used Fireball in I think Winterhold and Immortal, and I was actually, you know, I started Dawnguard. By the way, I got the the, the Courier letter or whatever. Got that started. So now every now and then I had the Vampire Thralls attacking me in the cities, mm. and unfortunately the guards don't like it when they're trying to help you and they get caught up in the AOE blast. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you should not have been there in the first place. You know, I had this. <laughs> what? Why are you swinging at me? Would you please? Ah. Oh. I'll kill him too. <laughs> I'm sure, right. Lydia's got a, a story to tell for some of these guards. You know, they tell you oh, I used to be an adventurer like you. And then the arrow thing. I'm sure, Lydia's yeah. like you know walking past him saying, I'm "Work with this guy for a while." You know, <laughs> arrow. Yeah, try fireball. Okay, stop whining. Here's fireball to the face. Here's some milk and a sweet roll. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm just having too much fun. However, I, I do realize that fireball casting continuously, yeah, is a Big, big magic train. <laughs> oh yeah. Ooh, big way. Especially if you do wield it. Hello. Oh uh, yeah, I don't do that anymore. I tried that, and that bar just went from like full to zero in like less than ten seconds. Like wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Then I got, probably got two shotted. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, Lou, but uh, Lemmy in the chat room is speaking about followers. He's saying, get the companions insight. Um, and you won't harm followers. Is that a mod, or is that a perk or something? No, nah, it's got to be a mod. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mod. Oh, well, I mean, I'll have to try that out. But I don't mind if, you know, Lily gets caught in the blast anyway. It's just fun. <laughs> <laughs> Still fun. So you don't get that way. Um, I also picked up my first Dajic weapon on the mage, the Wabajack. Oh! Wabajack! Wabajack! Dave! Where are you? Um, yeah, uh, I, I actually picked that up I think, when I was level 8 or 9. And I was like, you know what? Some of these quests are really kicking my rear end. So what can I, you know, what weapon can I use and still, you know, keep in the confines of the challenge? I was like, oh, wait a minute. I can get the Wabajack. <laughs> and I did. And believe, once I got that bad boy, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, great. However, of course, with the randomness of the weapon, sometimes it just doesn't work. (laughs) 
you know, where you had that Draugr Overlord down to zero, almost zero health. You hit him again just to finish him off, and all of a sudden, oh, I just fully healed him, didn't I? It's like, load file, yes. Yeah. And restart. <laughs> yeah, and restart the game. Damn, you're so close. You know, and, oh, man, I love, love using that weapon. However, now, now that I'm wielding Fireball, I put it aside, but it's still there. One point of contention, though, is the fact that with my mage character, now on my assassin, I get soul gems like crazy. Here, I feel like I'm getting nothing. Like, I'm almost level 20, and I'm getting nothing <laughs> from anybody. Well, it's, it's it has to be very deliberate. I mean, when you're when you're using a thief type of character, you're stealing them mostly, correct? Like off tabletops and yeah, yeah, it's true from everywhere. Yeah, you gotta you gotta actually look for these things, and you know, I mean, if you're fighting mages, usually you can loot them off of corpses, but you know, can I give you a little piece of advice, Lou? Please, because it's hurting. <laughs> Go down to Blackreach. Yeah. And uh, open up one of those quick ways out, that way you can get to it easily, and just farm the snot out of that place. That's what I did, and I have not had any issues. Ooh, but at 17? I don't know, man. It might be a little rough going in there. Um, There's a lot of ways you can go farming without really... Well, well, well I can talk straight today. Man, with with avoiding most of the uh, higher end, like the uh, big Dwimmer dudes, there's ways you can go around and, and off to like, the sides and just farm the nodes, and then go back. That's true. We have to try that. I mean, I am finding myself actually still. Uh, my sneak is actually going up on this character. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so I'm a sneaky mage with some high lock picking skills. So yeah, I think these guild and the mage are going to go well, very nicely. I can't wait to start that though. I'm actually I'm avoiding rifting because I want to save that for later. Just don't forget to bring a pickaxe when you go down there. Yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> yeah, you know, I did that on my first run through in uh, in Blackreach on my uh, on my assassin. Yeah. Realize, why can't I? My, oh. oh, damn it! <laughs> Fast travel, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Come back. Then starts Wait. the search for the item that you constantly find everywhere, but when you need to find one, you can't find one anywhere. <laughs> exactly. A woodcutter's axe, a pickaxe. Why can't I find one now? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, Lou. Did you say fast travel? Yes. Yes. Uh-oh. I think I think it is blacked out. For, I don't. What? What? I don't understand. That beautiful game mechanic. <laughs> That saves most people's sanity. Yes, you know. I, I mean, I don't, don't, don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like doing the 10, 15, 20 minute half hour <laughs> back to White Run. But some nights I just want to go. You know what? I just want to finish this quest right now. So finish the other one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be here all night just walking from altitude <laughs> to White Run. Fighting that same manka cat from Star Wars on that same mountain again. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Well, yeah. You know, I'm gonna have to try that though, Joe, with the with farming Blackreach because right now my enchanting is hurting because I can't find any damn gems. <laughs> you know, the ones worth buying are so expensive because you know I'm still a relatively low level character, so I don't have the gold uh, to buy them. Uh huh. So that that well, skill is just sitting there. Being, I'm sorry, Lou. No, no, go ahead. Well, being level 17, you can start the old fart quest in the north. And then just use that route to get into uh, Blackreach. Ooh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's the um, yeah. that's the, uh, the, the hermit in the cave up there. Yeah, the yeah. one with the book. Yeah. Ogma Infinium. <laughs> now, three of us <laughs> are great with names. They're Is shame. that you, Ms. Mora? Is that you? No. <laughs> no, it's someone else. 
<laughs> However, past couple of days too, uh, I've got that bug where some of the dragons I'm killing aren't coughing up their souls. You know what? That happened to me a lot, especially when I was like a higher level. Um, if I killed just a regular like low level dragon, just dragon, I, it would refuse to absorb souls. And yeah. I, I have no idea why. I don't know. I, I may have to look this up because I, I know it's happened in the past where other players when the game first came out had that same issue. And I'll have to go look it up and find out what happened or you know, what the fix was for that because you know I'm picking up these words of power and yet I can't unlock them because you know, I, I killed seven regular dragons, yet none of them has coughed up a soul. You know, I've got their bones, their scales, gold, whatever they had on it, but no soul. And unlock words of power, and it's really driving me nuts at the moment. Which leads into the fact that the game, for some reason, is sending ancient and blood dragons after me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I, 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 yeah, I, I pop out of, uh, I forgot what it was, I think... Oh, I was clearing uh, Fort Heregstad for, you know, Legate Ricka. Yes, I'm joining the Legion, <clears throat> by the way. Um, I pop out, and all of a sudden I hear the dragon. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll wait for it to come down. Then I see a silhouette, and I know, like, I know that shape. You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> you know, it, it hovers over me, and I see the name like, you know. You know, one shot of y'all. It lands one bite. Me and Lydia are toast. Like, oh, this is going to be frustrating. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you um, specced into impact? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I have. Good choice. Yeah. That's a great way to deal with dragons, man. Yeah, but not though. Not those. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess the level disparity is is up there. <laughs> it's you know I I I just can't beat them. You know, I, I can't stand toe to toe. What I've been doing is just, again, the old shoot and scoot. I, I'm blasting a couple of lightning bolts, maybe a fireball and ice spike, and just running away, <laughs> hiding, using rocks, pillars, whatever I can find to hide behind when it breathes on me, and just chipping away at their health. And you know, some of these fights have gone on for like 20, 25 minutes. Wow. You know, I found that the uh, the peace out strategy is is very very viable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, there's no tail tuck, you know, uh, dragon shout in the game. So. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, turn tail, run. <laughs> you know, you want that uh, that dragon shout become ethereal to become, yeah, I want it to be permanent. <laughs> you know what? If, if all else fails, Lou, you should just parkour because by doing that, you'll impress the dragon <laughs> so much that he'll stop attacking you. <laughs> he'll stop, and all of a sudden, from a mean, menacing voice, he'll go, oh, you're one too. <laughs> Oh my god. Corrosive, <laughs> mm, sick parkour moves, bro. Mm. <laughs> wow, that. that uh, I gotta go. Boost <laughs> row by. Scared. Yeah. Let's just be happy I didn't share my, my dragon shout of, of uh, cowardice tucking tail underneath yourself and running <laughs> word. <laughs> it's coming, but it's there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my. My mage is going to join the Legion, which is why I'm clearing at the fort. So, oh. I'm happy with that. All hail the Empire. That's right. That's right. All Proud right. of it. Anything else you got, Lou? Oh, uh, you know, 
just as a, a kudos to Liz, you know, feel like I'm impersonating Storm, the X-Men, because some of the spells <laughs> I picked up. You know, especially the elemental ones like Ice Storm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Hot. yeah so you are a- Halle Berry right now. I got the image in my mind. Right? Yeah, that's... <laughs> but, um, I just felt like, wow, that's a really great spell. They have something like this in ESO. People are going to start crying. <laughs> that mage hit me for a thousand, man. That's well, not fair. You're already able to poo fire on the ground and get a warrior to smack some fireballs out of it at some enemies, so... <laughs> <laughs> he said poo. Poo. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, it's great. I'm loving this this battle mage. Oh my god, I can't wait to go back. We done? <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta log in. Hurry up. I go. You Bye. know, I um I did get some information on on Companions Insight, uh, which was recommended by by Lemmy. Go for it. Um, it is not a mod. It's uh it's an ability found in in Dragonborn. Yes, um, it is. Based- yes. Yeah. I mean, did you did you get this, Joe? I've seen it. It's in the one of the. I think it's the first book that you you come across. The first black book. Yeah, uh, acquisition. It said I'm getting this off of uh, the Elder Scrolls wiki. It says um, it's one of the three possible abilities gained from the quest Black Book: The Winds of Change. So that I think that is. Yeah, that's right? the one in the uh, mines. Yeah, uh, and the effect is your attacks, shouts, and destruction spells do no damage to your followers when in combat. So this is uh this is actually in Dragonborn. Yep, oh, I forgot okay, all about that. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of mods, Ivar, when you want to go over these nice little gems you dug up? Yeah, um, we got two mods I wanted to feature for uh, for today's show, and uh, the first one is called Marwind Imports by Nazgar. Now this does require Dragonborn, and uh, it's a mod that stocks the merchants Branshi and Riften. Uh, Revian Sadiri in Windhelm and adds a corner club like you may be aware of from Morrowind in Windhelm and each of them selling items found in Morrowind. So uh, the description that the the author of the mod leaves for us is this. Um, Branchy will now regularly stock his stall in Riften with all sorts of oddities such as books, ashyams, mm. Ashiams do beverages, crafting materials, and ingredients of Morrowind. He will also occasionally offer bone mold or chitin armor. In Windhelm, Revan Sadiri or Sadri of Sadri's used wares will offer bone mold and chitin armor along with the materials to craft them and a few books from Morrowind. Down the street from Sadri's, you'll find the new Nis Corner Club will offer both Ashyams and beverages from Marwin to remind patrons of their home. He also says, I've, modded, I've modified the merchant chests of Branchy, Revan, and the new Nis Corner Club to include wares from Marwin that were provided in the Dragonborn DLC. Each of the vendors specialize in different goods imported from Morrowind. I gave the vendors a small stock size than those on Solstheim, so you won't be able to get a full stock of armor sets or all of the ingredients without having to travel there. Additionally, I made Nordic carved armor, boar tusks, and burnt spriggan wood unavailable from these merchants as they are more attuned to Solstheim than Morrowind. 
So that is Morrowind Imports by NASCAR. Looks like he uh, took a lot of thought into it. Yeah, that's that's what I liked about it. You know, it's he he didn't he didn't say you know what? Let me just take a whole bunch of Solstheim Morrowind crap and just dump it in in um, Skyrim. You know, he said, let me find the exact guys that I think would carry some stuff and 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 feature that. And I, I think he did a beautiful job with it. So uh, good job by NASCAR. Also, uh, mini mod suggestion comes as of Willow, the Wisp Mother Follower by Undyne. It's a downloadable essential follower made to look just like the Wisp Mother herself. And here are her details. Race, Wisp. Gender, hot female. <laughs> Bump. <laughs> Bump. <laughs> this is a good part, too. When I read this, I was like, okay, I'm featuring this. Level 1 to 80, it levels with you. It levels with you, which is phenomenal. Uh, combat type, mage. Armor, none. Hot. We- <laughs> weapons, mm. just spells. Found in the Hall of Attunement and the College of Winterhold, the uh, College of Winterhold, and yes, she is marryable and is essential, so she'll never die on you, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta go get this mod. Yeah. Now, Lou, didn't you say that she she reminded you of someone that's already in the game? Right. When I saw that mod, um, I saw some of the graphics that uh, Undine used. Yeah, it reminded me of Nocturnal. You know, it's it's somewhere in the same range of, uh, I guess, body type and how the outfit that's given to the Wisp Mother. Right. Hot. Yeah, it looks just like Nocturnal, <laughs> which is still good in my eyes. <laughs> it's all good. Thieves Quest Chain fans, those of you who are fond of Nocturnal, Willow, the Wisp Mother follower by Undyne, may be for you. Awesome. Okay, that one, check it out, guys. If you're running PC Skyrim, that's pretty cool. Um, we have another email that came in from Shadow Sentinel. Lou, you want to grab this one? Sure thing. And Shadow Sentinel writes in, Hi guys, I've only recently discovered your podcast, but have a, had a blast listening to you talk about your characters. The epic fails and the epic wins. It's nice to listen to a group of people who enjoy playing a game and find new ways to keep playing it. That is what is so amazing about the Elder Scrolls series. After hearing the most recent discussions on playing mages, I have decided to give this a try. I just can't resist. I will dedicate my first epic death to you. On another note, do any of you put your characters on the elderstats.com? It's a database where you can, go, you can load your Skyrim and Oblivion characters, post a bio, a journal, and basically chart your way through the game. It's also a good way to memorialize your favorite characters once you're done with them. M, a.k.a. Shadow Sentinel. You know, I don't know whether to be uh, flattered or appalled that he will dedicate his first epic death to us. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm kind of honored and yet scared at the same time. <laughs> I say go for it. Do it! <laughs> Do it! <laughs> um, I'm checking out this elderstats.com thing, and I, I really like this tip. Uh, Shadow Sentinel, thank you very, very much for this because I had no idea this existed. Yeah, yeah, I, I, this is the first time I'm hearing about this as well. Wait, so you can link your character here, dude? Click on the link in the notes. What's the matter with you? Just- I did. <laughs> I just I can't read. Go away. <laughs> I'm sure, your employer would be horrified to hear this. 
Uh, so this is why you had the picture books for your employee manual, don't you? <laughs> it's got pop-ups. Leave me so, alone. Like, check this out, right? You go to elder, elderstats.com, right? And then, like, what you do is you, you pick, you pick, uh, a game that you want to feature. So, like, all right, I pick on Skyrim. And then there's a, a list of just, like, you know, leaderboards. Well, there's a leaderboard with a list of names on it. So I'm picking, um, eighth place here, which is, which is Bunny, because that's a funny name. And, like, <laughs> You just you like see everything that's all about this guy. It's like, all right, his race is Imperial, is level eighty one, he's got a hundred conjuration, a hundred destruction, a hundred one handed, four hundred and seventy magica, three hundred and thirty health, three hundred stamina. Like this guy's this guy's a baller, as Shank would say. Dude, do you see that the uh the UI is exactly like the uh the Skyrim UI up top with the uh when you click on the guy, it's got the same like outline and like arrows and everything? Yeah. Oh, this is really well done. You can also like upload photos. You can make comments. You can give your cat. Oh, this is for you, Lou. You can give him a bio. For I'm sorry. What? Yeah, I'm on the site right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can give upload him a file. Yes, dude. This is sick. This is crazy, right, Joe? You seeing this? Yeah, I was showing to the chat room too. This is this is like awesome. I'm definitely doing this. Stay tuned next week. The exciting adventures of the Barwin the Paladin. Oh, well done, Shadow Sentinel. Thank you very much for that email. We have a new toy to play with. I know, right? <laughs> In it right now. Not now. <laughs> well, um, look, he's found 374 locations. This is great for widget math. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he found 374 locations. Yeah. As someone who's played a character to 81 and done everything they can on one character. Wow. I swear it's not me, guys. Um, speaking of you, Shank, while Levar was drooling over the site adding his character, you want to tell us about your playthrough? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's found over a million gold. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, sure, man. Um, so, uh, basically, uh, I'm still playing uh, with my mage, and there's uh, – I may have uh, mentioned it last week. I think I did about uh, this mod, Worm's Tooth, which is – I, I'm not even considering a mod. It's like it's like a, basically another expansion for this game at this point. Um, but I had mentioned that I was recruiting uh, members for a team. The whole, you know the whole premise is you you need to get a team to uh, go out and find uh, like go hunt dragons and stuff. So I had recruited uh, my first chick, um, who was just kind of there. Um, my second person I had to recruit. <laughs> the second person I had to recruit was in solitude. And I need four people total. Um, oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Um, this is kind of uh, backwards a little bit, but uh, I know Ivarwin texted me about this. Um, so we have a, uh, a new segment sort of on the, uh, the article due to the uh, phenomenal feedback that uh, you, the fans, have given us. Uh, it's, it's so much awesome love for Lou's lore master. I mean, uh, uh, lore segment. Um, that we've decided to kind of do a written version of that as well for the site. So uh, I bravely volunteered, and uh, <laughs> there's a Midas Madness article every week, uh, which will feature lore. But uh, enough of the plug. Let's get back to the gameplay, shall we? <laughs> At Elder Scrolls Off the Record. At Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Dot com. Ding. So, <laughs> so the second guy for this, um, he was actually in the Castle Dower prison. Um, so I kind of had to like sort of break him out. But it was really, really cool because I had – yes, okay. Is everybody sitting down? Because I'm going to tell you something really shocking. 
I have so. never gone to the Castle Dower prison. <gasps> what? I know. <laughs> <laughs> your, 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 your inhaler is next to you, Baron. <laughs> so <laughs> I never, I'd never been there before, and it's it's actually a really cool layout. I think it's uh, it's it's really really cool. But um, so I had to, I break I broke out this guy. He was literally just like chilling on the uh, the windowsill, just sitting down. He was like, "Yo, what's up, bro?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm here to break you out." And he's like, "All right, cool." He just ran out of the prison. <laughs> So that was that was, uh, that was that was interesting to say the least because like all the guards were like, dude, what what are you doing? You're just running out. He was just like, peace, and just left. <laughs> <laughs> so, While well, the guards were distracted, I actually found a secret passage in the prison. This was so cool. I love these things. Um, so there was um, I don't know how much how too much I should give away from this because if people haven't found it I uh, definitely want to keep it a little bit you know play the cards close to the chest but there is a certain prison cell within that uh, the thing and that within the uh, the prison complex and like most of the uh, the secret passages in the game you have to ac- activate a some a certain something and it basically takes you to a tunnel and it's really, really, really cool because, as you know, in all of the prisons, there is always going to be a uh, prisoner's uh, chest that contains, like, you know, all the stuff that you um, had on you before you went into prison. And this this passage actually kind of takes you a little bit behind the chest so you can literally just sneak in, grab your stuff, and run away, which is really cool without getting caught. So when I found that, I was ecstatic. It was really cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> So at this point, I caught up to the guy that just ran away out of the prison and got back to the Bannered Mare. And um, the uh, the main quest giver um, was like, hey, man, so this is this is our third guy. I mean, he's in Gloombound Mine. Um, and this is basically this is the uh, the Ebony Mine southeast of Windhelm next to the, uh, the Orc Stronghold there. This was interesting because I guess I oversaw this, which just makes – which kind of makes this uh, this whole mod that much cooler, I think. Because this guy that he asked me to recruit was an orc. And if you know about orcs and orc strongholds, well, they're not going to really listen to you if you're not bloodkin. No, they don't like you. Absolutely not. So I went in there. I walked, you know, because, I mean, they don't attack you uh, if you're not bloodkin, but they just won't really, like, they don't give you the time of day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they tell you to get out. Get out yeah, of here. Yeah, pretty much. So I, I walked into the mine, and I saw the dude hacking away at the ebony ore. And I was like, yo, bro, uh, we got to go, you know, for this uh, sweet uh, dragon hunting team. And he was like, I have no time for you. And I, <laughs> I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like, I walked all the way over here. You should be programmed to say yes, sir. I know. <laughs> and he's like, I don't have time for you. So I was like, all right, fine. So I walked around and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm not Bloodkin yet. So in order to do this, I actually had to go do another quest, the Forge Master's Fingers. Um, and this quest, it. it dragged me into this cave, which was totally full of spiders. Um, but it was <gasps> awesome. Yeah, it was awesome because like, all I did was... <laughs> 
all I did was just frenzied them and then just like blasted them with my frost atronach and it just like destroyed everything. So that that was that was a little bit easy. But what was really cool was that like I thought it was really cool that the, this mod directly tied into a quest in the vanilla game. You know what I mean? So it felt yeah. completely 100% seamless. I was cuz to me it's like, well, of course, you know, I'm not Bloodkin, so I need to go become Bloodkin. That that sort of detail, man. I mean, this mod just impresses me more and more. Then it, it, it's just amazing. So, how was the mod overall? Um, I'm still on the recruiting phase. Um, I need to get four team members. I'm currently going to get the fourth, who's in offhand. But uh, I mean, I, I've seen a couple uh, um, screenshots and videos, uh, like reviews and stuff, on YouTube, and it it looks. I have not seen a single bad comment about this mod everyone who's had it is basically saying like they're raving absolutely raving they're like yeah this is just another expansion like you can't think about it as a mod wow and to me that is incredibly promising that a group of amateur you know coders did this that's that's amazing um so yeah i mean i'll I'll have a lot more to report back next week um and i'm sure i'm i mean i'm gonna be gushing over it um so yeah, I got <laughs> I got back to the dude, and he uh, gave me the fourth member, as I mentioned, and so I, I'm uh, basically on my way to do that. But uh, I did a lot of modding with my game yesterday. I think uh, Joe and I were kind of sort of like tweeting all, back and forth about it. Was it yesterday or the day before? I can't it remember. It was uh, day before. Day before, okay. Yeah. So between then and now, uh, I've just been modding the snot out of my game. And Joe, you're a game developer. The new ENB version has image-based lighting. Oh my god! Nice. Yeah. Yes. More dynamic lighting. So us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for screenshots and uh, some more immersion videos to our YouTube channel, which is what Ivarwin. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Elder Scrolls off uh, OTR. Elder there you Scrolls go. OTR. Yeah. Look at that. Hey, based on memory, which is never good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yeah. So I mean that that kind of sums up my game through uh, my playthrough. I I am still playing my mage character. Um, I'm absolutely loving it. I cannot wait to get more into this mod because it it is astounding to me. I, I absolutely love it so far. And uh, that's that's about it for me, guys. But uh, stay tuned for next week for more. That's it's like trying to build your own A team for Skyrim. Yeah, <laughs> I know. The Shang team. Instead of bullets, just arrows. It's gonna be that. Shank, when you were talking about the whole orc thing and the strongholds, mm-hmm. it reminded me of something that I finally discovered for the first time. Uh, believe no, two nights ago, was that there is an orc in Dongard that will give you grant you access to all the orc strongholds, and they will be friendly to you. What? Yeah. Wow. That's He's sick. He's an orc in Dongard Castle. When you talk to him after doing a few of the quests, he'll do that for you. Dude. I gotta talk to this guy. I don't remember his name, but it was just like, really? <laughs> it's probably something crazy like, you know, Giggle Bath or, you know, Groshablon or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've heard the, at this point in my game, I'm still like sort of uh, early in it for the gameplay. I mean, so I've heard about people talking about Dawnguard and like I have the quest, but I haven't really done anything for it yet. I, I'm just scared the vampires are gonna like destroy me. <laughs> but that's that's cool, man. I didn't know that. That's really cool. All right, guys. Um, we have a dev question of the week. 
Yeah! Love these things. Let's just check I it out. Absolutely love. Yeah, love. Hi, my name's Greg Fick, and I'm a web developer on The Elder Scrolls Online. And I have a developer question of the week for you. In The Elder Scrolls Online, you can choose any armor and weapon you want. What combination of these are you looking forward to using the most, and why? I'm totally all over this like flies to poop. But before that, I want to hear what you guys have to say. I'm stumped. Stumped? <laughs> you, don't, you don't have any ideas of kind of what you want to do for your character? I mean, imagine like for you, Ivarwin, kind of going with... Um, you said you want to do the... I forgot the name of the class, like an idiot. Paladin? Uh, oh, the name of the class, but yeah, the one that can that's more paladin-ish. Oh, uh, oh God! Your brain farts infecting me. Oh no! Oh, yeah, they stink. They stink bad. Yeah. <laughs> Templar, Templar, the Templar. Yes. Templar. Beep 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 beep. Templar, Templar, pushing the button. Alex, Templar. <laughs> oh, so sorry. Yeah. Actually, I know exactly what I want to do. I just wanted, I just wanted Lu and Shank to go first, but. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. Well, I'm going. Uh, I'm going to pass to Lu. So go ahead. <laughs> Great. Put me on the spot here. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what I was thinking initially when I first heard this question was I was going to harken back to my EverQuest 1 days and I am going to try and build my ranger character in that game. And back there in that game, rangers actually, they can wear chain armor. Nice. Yep. Chain armor, badass with a bow, and they were also dual wielders. So they were nothing to be, uh, you know, laughed at. You think it hit you from? Yeah, they were the range kings with the bow. But you got in close. That's okay. They put the bow away. Out come the dual swords, and you were in for a world of hurt too. Uh, they're more like, I guess, uh, in terms of keeping like the, I guess, the rangers from Lord of the Rings. Okay, yeah, okay. they they were great with the bow, but they were also great melee fighters. Yeah. So that's the kind of character I- I'm going to build. And yeah, definitely chain and archery. So you're gonna go a lot of a lot of um, medium armor. Yeah, a lot of medium armor and the bow, and then yeah, work on both the archery and uh, dual wielding. Sexy. What about you, Shank? Sorry, I was on mute earlier, so I was talking. But <laughs> 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 um, this is a this is something I've actually given a lot of thought over the last week. A lot of thought. And I'm actually going to do something I think is going to be quite interesting. And this harkens back to the whole flexibility thing we were talking about. Um, It's no secret I like ranged, like Lou. Um, So what I'm thinking about doing is chick, duh, uh, with with the closest version of Dovaflas they have. But I want to do light (laughs) armor. I want to do light armor with the bow. But here's the thing. I mean, you can you can rush an archer, as Lou mentioned. I mean, you you can if they get in close, like what are you gonna do? So what I want to do is when I get rushed, I want to have a shield and a spell. So shield one hand, spells in the other. Mm. I've literally never ever tried that, and I I want to so bad, and I think it could be cool if I spec it correctly. Well, I believe that there's no actual spells you hold in your hand. It would be like to be like a spell staff. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. That's what okay. I meant. I think that'd be really cool. I've never tried it before, but that I, I kind of want to do it. Actually, yeah, definitely work. I don't even know what kind of build that would be, 
We'll have to see what they roll out with. I mean, it's all depending on... I mean, once you start getting very specialized with the description, it, it really relies itself heavily on you know what, what actually exists in the game, and we just don't know. That's true. That's true, yeah. But, but um, for a concept, I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if they, if they somehow allowed that, that would be ridiculous. Um, for me, I, like I said last week, I'm, I have two characters that I want to I wanna use. Uh, a Khajiit, which I'm going to use a lot of, a lot of sneak... Um, but I also want to see if they have like you know the the bound sword like conjured weapons in the game, and if they do, I'd like to use those along with sneak and archery, um, because I, I I would love to be able to maybe like tank with like a sneaking character and mm-hmm. just have like a, a complete evasion tank and doing that. Yeah, I gotta admit, sneaking in ESO is a lot of fun. It's a little bit mm. different in mechanic, but it is fun. Yeah, I was just about to ask because like the whole stealth thing is huge, but I, I wasn't sure how it was implemented in ESO versus like this the, the feel of it in the other Elder Scrolls. It feels a lot like Skyrim, except for I don't I can't remember what the indicator is for being being fully sneak. I believe it's very similar to the way Skyrim works. And when you get when you sneak behind somebody, you get a I think it's like a, a two time bonus to your first attack. Oh, nice. That's what I was doing with my Dragon Knight. Yeah, which was a heavy armor character. Exactly. Um, yeah. that, that's when Nick told me, he goes, you know, you might want to try uh, finding some medium armor because there's a lot of medium armor out there that has stats built in for sneaking. Wow. That's great that they, uh, they even, they're, they're even supporting different armor types with different build types. Like, they're... they're Itemizing these these armors to include something like off the wall, like you know, mage stats on heavy armor and and sneak stats on medium armor and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just as you know, just like a a speculation thing. I mean, no one ever said that's actually what they're doing. I just want to cover ourselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Ivarum, can you imagine like our team going into a dungeon, all of us sneaking, and then just unleashing hell all at once? Yeah, it's going to be hysterical. Yeah, it will. That's what that. As they turn it's going to be some us. like necromancers, like, hmm, I'm casting a spell right here. And, oh my god, I'm getting attacked! <laughs> What's this guy? I'm so inviting my throat! <laughs> Spells going off everywhere, blades flying everywhere, guts and gore. And my, my character will just distract everyone with her hotness, and then you guys just destroy them. I'm wondering <laughs> whose kill cam would, would proc first? Do they have kill cams? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, um, was the, the there was a very alpha version in the alpha that we were we were you know playing. There was a kill cam, and then Joe unlocked it. Yes, Dude, and that is sick. Had it happen probably once every other fight. Wow, it was so much fun. I mean, yeah, there's still a lot of work to it. It wasn't fully animated right yet, but it was there. The whole slow motion sequence was great. Um. For me, my Dragon Knight's going to be the darkest, sexiest, most evil-looking heavy armor I can find. Unless I, I, I find like some really good sneak armor that's like medium, I might put that in as like a headpiece or something like that. I don't know yet. That's depending on what I find. But my goal is to be a, a heavy armor, two-sword wielding, uh, in-your-face type of tank-slash-hardcore-melee DPS. So, that's me. The black medium armor of the gratuitous chest bounce. That sounds hot. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> sure, give me that. Yeah, I'll take two of those. <laughs> <laughs> Three over here, guys. Uh, we got another email from John. Evaro, would you like to take this one? Absolutely. So, John says, Greetings, ESOTR challengers. Quick question for the mages challenge. Robes, light or heavy armor? Advantages, disadvantages, if you perk them correctly. Thank you for the great podcast and constant education. Hmm. Um, John, it, it depends. It depends on, on what you're going for. Uh you know, I'm not exactly sure what you're asking for here on the robes, light or heavy armor. Do you do you think what the advantages or disadvantages are for a mage regarding wearing each type? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the heavy armor is is going to limit your your ability to to cast because I think it I think heavy armor costs more in um, in stamina. I don't think it it's you're not going to be able to. How should I say this? Um, the heavy armor is basically not going to be itemized for for a mage. So what you're going to have to do is, if you want to wear heavy armor as a mage, you can do it, but you're going to have to have a high-level uh, enchanter in order to put the kinds of um, itemization perks onto that armor in order to make it you know really good for you. That's right on the money. It's exactly what I was going to say, Marlon. Yeah, um, you know. So I mean, just just be aware of that. Uh, so it's it's a huge advantage later in the game, but an extreme disadvantage, you know, immediately and maybe even halfway through your playthrough. Um, so I, I guess that's that's one advantage disadvantage that I, off the top of my head. I mean, Joe, you got one? Yeah, robes. It's kind of like a tiered system, if you will. You know. Um, Robes work great for an early mage because it gives you right away the, the the mage benefits you need for magicka spell spell reduction that kind of thing. So it's very very crucial to you. But when you get higher up in enchanting, if you want more survivability, switching to a light armor so you can avoid that that stamina hit, or a heavy armor when you have like max out enchanting where you can enchant into stamina as well as all your all your spell reductions based into the armor. That's when heavy armor can make you kind of godlike. If you do it correctly with your enchants, but you have to have high level enchanting before you can do that. Yeah. <clears throat> now, if you're doing just straight like you know destruction casting, heavy armor is really not going to be much of an issue. But um, if you're if you're wearing heavy armor and you do something like you know bound sword or, or bound axe, um, that you're going to feel the the stamina blow from that because it's taking directly from your stamina resource every time you swing that bound weapon. And. Uh I think just for me personally, purely from a, a, a role-playing standpoint, um, I mean, I, I think that the, the, the answer generally is kind of, it, it depends on how you kind of want to play it. But for, for me personally, I mean, if I'm a mage, um, especially for this challenge, you know, I, I'm, I'm completely 100% devoted to my craft of Magicka. That means like I, everything. I'm all about the 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 uh, the perks that you can get from wearing robes, um, as well as just you know that 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 whole uh, stance and view of you know being a mage. You you don't you're not you know that necessarily concerned with armor or swords or traditional weapons and stuff. So from a role player standpoint, 
I, I tend to go robes with the mage just because I think it's, uh, for me personally at least, it's a little bit more authentic. Fair enough. Lou, you got any comments on this? Yeah, I mean, with my mage, I've been mostly sticking with the robes. Because, you know, I, I right now I just can't beat the fact that it's got the duel where it's got the 12% less uh, for destruction spells and the 50% magic regen. And right now, since I can't find any bloody soul gems <laughs> to, to get that high level enchant, you know, I, I've been mostly sticking with that same uh, novice robe I got from the college, Mage's College. But, you know, thinking about putting heavy armor on my Mage, I don't know, that would kind of severely limit, you know, how much it could carry. And, you know, I, I'm like, I'm carrying tons of stuff on <laughs> my inventory space. So, you know, until I get to that point, you know, I may think about it, though. Because I do, I do see everyone's point, though. You know, you, you invest in a heavy armor, survive the hits, but right now, I don't think I would be willing to trade off the, the stamina hit for that. That's a really good point, Lou, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really – it's something you really, really have to plan out. And and I would do some some item researching in the game, too, because there's, there's definitely items in the game that will add to um, your carry weight. Which is less of a burden on your stamina, and then and then there's there's also perks too that give you certain um, uh, you know stamina boosts as well. I think there may even be like a heavy armor perk where you you go far enough in the heavy armor tree, and all of a sudden now your armor doesn't weigh anything to you anymore. You're so adept at using it. Nice. So I, there's also a stone too, Joe. I think Joe, you mentioned uh, a couple of months ago in yep. one of our episodes, right? There's a stone yeah. that. I forgot where it's at, but it increases your carry weight. Yeah, it's it's far in the north. I know that. I I actually ended up finding it on my on my paladin steed I stone. Believe it's yeah the steed stone. It's by saltude, yeah. I think. Yeah. No, or is that the lover stone? No, lover stone lover is stones. on Lake Elenalta. Or no, that's the lady. I'm sorry, yeah. lover stone is in the reach. I believe. I know Either it's way. far in the north, almost to the. I think that's the one on the frozen right. like iceberg thing floating around northwest. So anyway, yeah, there's different ways of lobmenting the armor, <laughs> as, as they were getting to. Um, good luck in finding that stone. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so guys, yeah, um, I got uh, Skyrim for the Xbox 360. What? Yeah, for your son? I did it for my son. Wow, so that's awesome. bugging me to use my computer. <laughs> good. Uh, <laughs> did you get all of the all the DLC with it in one shot? I told him that once he gets to a high enough level in the game, yeah. and he wants to, and he's still in the game, then I'll get DLC for him. So I don't have to waste my money right now, and he doesn't want to play it anymore. So what did he do with it? Like, what was the first thing he did in game? <laughs> he made a Khajiit. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, it's so cool. Good man. I don't know if he named him George or what, but um. He made a Khajiit, and he's going complete archer with spell casting as a supplement. And I just let him just play his thing. When he asks for advice, I'll give him it. But he just goes in there, and he does his thing. And it's so funny watching him get so angry because he got eaten alive by a frost troll, and he couldn't beat it. And he's only, like, level six. And <laughs> just little things he's been doing. And when he went up to High Rothgar, did that whole thing, finally made up the mountain, went back down and got eaten alive by a dragon, he got so angry because he forgot to save. The funniest thing that I've seen in a long time is Jenny fighting at, at like level five or level three. No, she wasn't even that. She was like level three, fighting a Spriggan for the first time. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Screaming at her TV. I don't understand. 
understand what the hell is going on here. What the hell is wrong with Throwing the controller on the ground, jumping up every single time she was fighting him and dying. Like, literally, like, the most irate human being I've ever seen in my life. I've seen a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. It's hysterical. Just watching my 12-year-old. He doesn't use any, like, profanities or anything like that because you get in trouble. But just his watching gets so fumed. I have to turn it off, Dad. I can't play it right now. I have to turn it off. Turns off, walks away, comes back five minutes later. Okay, I'm going to try it again. (laughs) (laughs) Skyrim beckons. It's been awesome watching him play it. And I I tried playing it for a little bit when he was like, you gotta go to use the restroom playing his character. And going through the Xbox controller, not my cup of tea. It drove me nuts. (gasps) What? No, I had... I'm so used to my mouse and keyboard system and using the numbers and everything at Switch. Just Life is easier for me with the mouse and keyboard than it is on the Xbox. I mean, it does... Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I have the new Xbox that has the whole... HDMI with the 1080p, it looks really good. really does. On the high-definition TV, it looks great. So, I mean, that was, that's really cool, actually, was seeing Skyrim in 52 inches, you know? Yeah, man. Um, that, yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's like you're used to the keyboard-mouse thing. Uh, I think I would be saying the exact same thing if I tried to get to keyboard-mouse, because I tried, and I, I'm so terrible, man. So bad. Well, I'm a big first-person shooter player. So the mouse and keyboard and that kind of the way that Skyrim's built is based off of the first person type of engine and how yeah. you move and, and react. So it's natural to me. Very mm-hmm. natural. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can from an FPS standpoint, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, I did finally get a new video card because my dying video card gave up the ghost. I couldn't play Skyrim on more than medium settings for the longest time without it overheating and crashing. <laughs> oh so, my god! Uh, it was on his deathbed. I got the 660 Ti. And yeah, I welcome to the love. club, my friend. How much I set you back? Uh, I have a special discount, so it cost me about two twenty. So it was, and I got the um, EVGA version. So it's now, got dude, the you have OC. Yeah, you have the same version I do. Oh, I love EVGA versions. They always OC them, and they're always so good. And um, I, I finally didn't know too much about ENBs, so I talked to Shank, and he helped me through it, and I love it. <laughs> And it was just a simple matter of tweaking some things in the INI file, which is a kind of like an instruction file for, for Skyrim, especially in the graphic terms. And it's phenomenal. It changes the game and how you look at it. Love it. Thank you, Shank. You Thank are you. so welcome, my friend. I'm like, I, you don't even understand how happy I am that you got that card and you have an ENB. Like, I'm beaming with pride. Dude, yeah. I, I ran it. I'm running on Ultra with that, and I benchmarked it for about an hour. And I averaged out at seventy frames a second. Yeah, man, it's it's pretty nuts. I gotta I'll, I gotta talk to you offline about some extra cool stuff you can do with it because I've like pushed mine pretty far. So I'm all it's, for it's it. Awesome, bring it on. So, if I was looking at an issue of uh, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, and then I saw that Joe, I would immediately put the magazine down. <laughs> That Sorry, sexy? ladies, but <laughs> hey, man, it's nerd culture. We have yeah. different perspectives. Indeed. <laughs> oh man. So my mage has finished the mage challenge, guys. Level ah, thirty-five. Congratulations! Thank you. I was so proud. I did a uh, a live stream on Monday, and after that's when I, I started talking to Shank about the E and or the E and I can't. I don't know why I'm saying D there. And it was so much fun, but 
here's a little backstory here. Okay, well, my character is 100 conjuration. Nice. Finally, 99 to 100 took freaking forever, <laughs> but it happened. And I'm 92 in destruction. And one of my one of the guys in the chat room that night is like, I was like, oh, I can't wait till 90 destruction, so I would do my master quest for it. And he's like, No, dude, you have to wait till 100. It's like, Really? Nah, I don't believe you. Well, he was right. So I don't remember your name, but whoever you are, thank you. You were correct. I can't get it yet, even though I'm 92. So I gotta wait to get. The, the master level spell. Was it you, Nameless? You're like my hero of the week, dude. I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got the 94 enchanting, so I'm nearly 100, which is going to be crucial for what I want to do. I have I kind of killed an elf and robbed him of all his, his um, elven armor, and I stored it away for my enchanting. Queen Iron would be pissed, man. Yeah, a little bit, right? Well, I'll have to explain <laughs> to her when I see her. Yeah. My reasoning, you know? Um, hug it out, hug it out. I'm going to read an email really quick. This is kind of what set off my play for the week and what mm-hmm. made it epic. And this goes out to you, Nameless Dude. This is you, all you. Um, this is why he's another part of why he's my hero of the week. He says, uh, Dudes, hello, YSOTR. I have gladly completed the mage challenge, yo. And my mage is now level 40. I'm not going to do voices. I can't do it like you, Shank. Sorry. <laughs> um, my destruction... <laughs> My destruction is at 100. My enchanting is at 100. I have full ebony armor with legendary quality and enchanted my favorite enchants are Fortify Destruction and Fortify Conjuration, which I have enchanted on four pieces of my gear so I cast all my spells for nothing. Now thanks for the show. Nameless. Nice. Yeah, I forgot all about that. So first thing I did when I hopped in game is even though I was like level 86 enchanting, got the best soul stone I could find, the best necklace and the ring, like diamond necklace and rings, they, they hold enchants better for some reason or something like that mm-hmm. enchant it with uh, fortified destruction because I can't for life me find fortified con- conjuration on anything and it reduced me down another f- they are 26% each, so that's 52% plus I have a, um, a dragon priest mass that does another 20% reduction on destruction so I'm down over 76% reduction in all destruction spells. So they cost practically nothing. Yeah. I'm dual that's casting a, fireball like nothing. That's the best part about comboing, you know, uh, a gear that's going to give you extra magicka and at the same time reduce the cost of magicka for your, like, favorite schools. Mm-hmm. I love doing that. Yeah, and I can't wait... I spent the entire live stream trying to find some necklace or ring or something that was had the Fortify uh, Conjuration on it. I couldn't find it to save my life. I was getting so angry. I was getting every other magic school except that one. I have every single Fortify magic except Conjuration, which is my primary. I can't find it. Yeah, I have the robe one where it does like reduction to Conjuration plus mana, but it only works for chess pieces. So I'm still searching, and I am nearly done with uh, Dawnguard. Almost gotten through it, and it's been a breeze. Thanks to what I've the tip from Nameless, just I, I'm dual casting Fireball, so I don't carry, I don't have followers anymore because I just kill them. Dawnguard or, or Dragonborn? Uh, Dawnguard. Okay. Yeah, I want to do Dawnguard first, and then go into Dragonborn. Mm-hmm. And I found out in Dawnguard, there's some really cool restoration. Um, offensive spells that you can buy from one of the guys you get during Dawnguard. Offensive restoration spells? Yeah. 
like leech health or something? Yeah, they're damaging. I forgot the exact name of them because I, I want to go. I want to max out restorations when my next things I'm going to do. I thought that was a really cool little feature. Um, that is that is actually sick. Yeah, I didn't even think that was possible. I forgot what the, I forgot what it is, but yeah, it's like kind of like a leech kind of spell for um, undead. Oh, awesome! And things of that nature. So yeah, it has some really cool stuff in it. That's going to be a blast. So yeah, I just been dual casting my fireball, and every now and then I'll, I'll definitely pop in like dual casting incineration, which this that, that spell costs a fortune regardless. But with that reduction, it's actually doable to where I can cast it 15 times before I run out of mana. And that just lays waste to everything. It's, it's been so much fun. But uh, guys, I have to say the sexiest thing I've ever seen in Skyrim is dual casting Storm Thralls. You can do that? I have two Storm Thralls out that are permanent. Oh, that lay waste go, to everything. Just, just go away. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> at 100 Conjuration, you can have two pets out at once. That's awesome. Oh, I have been loving it. I, don't, I could just sit back and just watch them destroy everything. So, I mean, that's, that, so cool. that's pretty much the way, way my playthrough went, was just feeling like a complete BA in, in Skyrim again, and it was so much fun. So I'm not stopping at 35. I'm going to continue on. Oh, how can you? You no. got yeah, no. to do real storm thralls, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Throw out the Yo, pets. You going to say something, man. Lou? Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, just right. I... I was going to mention, uh, ask you about uh, the restoration spells, like the master level stuff. Yeah. And uh, I mean, if you, I mean, actually, that's there where you can actually do harm with these resto spells, resto restoration spells. They're not mastery; they're just spells that are unlocked in Dongard that you get from a priest that you find during the questing in Dongard. Because you know, I think that'd be great to tie in for what Arwen does all the time for. For his paladin. Yeah, I've been looking for uh, for resto spells that that harm undead and, and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, think about it. I mean, being starting off as a level one character, if you want to play a paladin or holy knight type class, and you've got the healing spells, but you know what? You cast them on a zombie, a vampire, a white, a ghoul. Guess what? It's the same thing as casting a fire fire cloak spell on a human character. Toasty. Yeah, yeah it's like you, you're you're healing good aligned character, you know, cleric, and your healing spells are going to do damage to the undead. <laughs> you know, I, I would love to see that kind of mechanic in a game like that. I yeah. was going to tell you guys what my next goal was for, for spells, but I forgot the name of the other spell. I'm, I want to do Restoration to 100. I've never done that before. And I'm really curious to see what that's like. And the other one is, not the one you're doing, Shank, but um, why can't I think of the name of it? Alteration. Alteration, thank you. There you go. I was thinking about looking at the restoration alteration combo. I thought that could be pretty interesting. But anyway, guys, that's enough of me. I let me see here. We got a lot more emails. Well, we got a couple more here. Actually one more. I can read right. And Ivar <laughs> <laughs> one, this one's all you, buddy. Alright, let's see. Let's see if I can find the one you're you're talking about. Ah yes, from Sir T Bone, aka Eric. And he says, Hello gentlemen. I hope this email finds you well. First of all, I wanted to thank you for your amazing podcast. I love it for I love it for my drives to and from work, as well as doing things around the house when I'm not able to play Skyrim. Believe it or not, I just purchased Skyrim two months ago and cannot put it down. 
I found your podcast a month ago, and I've been trying to catch up to current shows starting with episode one. Not The Phantom Menace. (laughs) Ever since. Now, I'm totally excited about ESL from what you have been talking about, and I can't wait to get my high elf, Gratel Narim, into the action. Anyway, I thought I'd let you know that it's hilarious listening to what you guys were talking about a year ago compared to today. For example, Varwin was saying in episode 15, I think, that the MMO for Elder Scrolls has to keep up with the classic healer tank DPS. I was cracking up when I heard him completely turn 180 on the subject in last week's episode. There are many more examples, but I won't bore you. Thank you again for your hard work, guys. And I love and I love you all like friends. Let me know if you ever need the opinion of a noob to Skyrim to give you guys a fresh perspective. Sincerely, Sir T-Bone. <laughs> yeah, if you go back and you listen to some of those, you know, building the MMO episodes... We um we always caveated everything with you know we're not all game developers here so some of these ideas that we have may not be a hundred percent but yeah um I'd like to say I'm glad I'm glad Zenimax is building their MMO and not necessarily ours <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that before they announced the MMO oh yeah it was months yeah. before we were doing that literally a year ago it was so like, this was before my hate mail to you guys <laughs> yeah yes yes it was before the hate. But one of the one of the things that we've always said needs to the MMO needs to be among all of our you know throwing spaghetti on the wall and seeing if it sticks and all of our crazy speculation has been this needs to be um, Skyrim multiplayer. That's what the MMO needs to be. And at the time we weren't at the time the show was called Skyrim off the record number one and number two uh, that was the the one. Elder Scrolls game that we were all very familiar with. Um, my gameplay in Oblivion and Morrowind was non-existent. wasn't non-existent, but it, it might as well have been non-existent. And, and I think everyone else on the show, with the exception of Lou, sort of felt the same way too about themselves. So we were we were always saying that it needs to be you know co-op uh, in in a way co-op Skyrim. But what we meant by that was it needs to feel like like a co-op Elder Scrolls game. And, uh, you know, earlier today, I mean, we, we pointed out that that's exactly what the MMO felt like, um, even in, in alpha testing. And, and I'm glad that's what they're, they're hardcore pushing is their number one message. And uh, I think, I think that's, that's the right direction. Amen, brother. Couldn't have said it better. All right. Lou, guess what time it is? It's Lord time. Master on Ice. It's time for Lord oh. Master on Ice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Joe, if, if I may, I think we've got uh, one more announcement here. We do? What did I miss? We do. We do. Please, regale me because I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the biggest news of this week. Dawn Guard. Oh, I can't believe I missed that. Network. You're right. Yeah, go, please. <laughs> Finally, available to all. Uh, so, yeah, this happened uh, Tuesday, February 26th. Uh, Dawn Guard was released to the PlayStation Network for 50% off. And this finally concludes the updates and releases Bethesda had planned this month to bring the PlayStation 3 market up to speed for all of the DLC to Skyrim. Congratulations, guys. Congratulations. Hey, guys, you know what this means? Finally. You know what this means? We're all totally heroes now. Yeah. (laughs) Rainbows! I have no idea what that is. So, anyway. (laughs) 
In addition, yesterday, uh, Feb- Wednesday, uh, February 27th, the the uh, Figs version, uh, French, Italian, German, and Spanish version of each DLC were released in their respective countries as well, which will also include the English version too. So uh, they're getting that. And Tuesday also saw the release of each of Skyrim's three game add-ons for Canada in French and again in Latin American countries in Spanish. Very awesome. Yeah, big, they got big it week all for, out. Uh, for PS3 fans. That's so awesome. Canadians can hear Chizarago speak in that manner. <laughs> wow. In French. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, in French. And right. Monovan can hear everyone speak in German. Right. Well, no thanks for uh, saving my bacon, Ibarwin. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> okay, I believe, without further ado, it's time for a Lose Lore segment. Well, thank you very much, Joe. And today, after watching the Alliance's trailer for the 10 millionth time... <laughs> okay, because it's just that awesome. <laughs> Remember that one scene where they pan back and you see that little tower in the background... I figure, you know what, I'll cover that or something related to that. Today, I'm going to go over the White Gold Concordat. Peace for the Empire, but at what cost? Now, as we all know, this is the official name given to the agreement that was signed ending the Great War in the Fourth Era, in the year 175. And for those not familiar, this is the war that was fought between the human-dominated empire and the Aldmeri Dominion, comprised primarily of the Altmer Elves of the Somerset Isles. The exact causes of the conflict aren't specified, but there are inferences, etc., from the Elven supremacist government of Thalmor, as well as a few quotes throughout Skyrim, you know, from books, conversations, etc., that suggest it was the Altmer Elves that were the aggressors. Now, one of the primary tenets of the Concordat was to declare the worship of Talos, as a newly risen, you know, it forbade the worship of Talos. Okay? They had to do away with it. They didn't recognize him as a newly risen god to be a part of the pantheon of the long accepted eight divines. Another concession was the right of the Thalmor to send their representatives throughout the empire and persecute those who openly or discreetly worship Talos without interference. You gotta love diplomatic immunity. And another tenet was that the Empire had to give up a large portion of southern Hammerfell to that military dominion. However, the Red Guard people of Hammerfell refused to accept this agreement and in turn instigated their own resistance movement. Now, because of this open rebellion, the Empire was forced to completely abandon all of Hammerfell as an imperial province to maintain the peace and prevent the Thalmor from starting hostilities anew. But there are those who believe that this third clause was a deliberate attempt to further destabilize the Empire by creating resentment amongst the Red Guard, and by denying the Empire the potential resources, manpower, what have you, that Hammerfell still possesses. The Battle of Red Ring in the 4th era, 175. This is the reason why the Concordat came about. The Empire recognized they could no longer afford the conflict, especially in terms of military strength. By this time, the legions had become decimated, and the Emperor Titus II knew the Empire could not survive another strategic battle. As for the Thalmor, 
The Battle of the Red Ring saw the complete annihilation of their army in Cyrodiil, and they too had to reconsider the fact and the cost of waging continuous war in Skyrim, or, in, you know, or pretty much in Cyrodiil, far from their own lands. As a side note, there's another little, well, you know, maybe, maybe not known very well, the Second Treaty of Strauss Mackay. This treaty is signed between the Red Guard and the Altmer and the Bosmer people of the Dominion. This treaty pretty much ended the hostilities between the Red Guard and the Altmer and the Bosmer peoples. With this treaty, the Aldmeri were forced to concede defeat at the hands of the, Red, of the people of Hammerfell, and they were told to evacuate their armies from the province. And this represents uh, like the only other significant loss that the Amor suffered during the Great War. Keep in mind that some people say that the White Gold Concordat is not a peace treaty at all, but it's a set of conditions imposed by the Thalmor to help weaken the Empire. Not outright through military means, but through, through more subtle measures. And with the events of the Elder Scrolls Skyrim, you never know what the Thalmor or the Elder Dominion have in mind for the future of the Empire. Remember, the Elves live for a very long time. They can wait, they can plan, and they can plot. And if you want to know more about what's going on with the White Gold Concordat, again, unofficial Elder Scrolls pages... Elsewhere's wiki, two great sources of information, go in much more detail uh, and more particulars about the White Gold Concordat. Hope you all enjoyed it. Heck yeah. Amazing work, like always, Lou. And you're still up, buddy. We have some five star review shout outs. All right, five star review shout outs from America. I'm not making this up, folks. A good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and from Mr. Drake. All right, our final thoughts of the evening. I can't wait to get back into my to Minecraft, to Skyrim, and continue playing my mage. Uh, I'm gonna finally completely destroy the first Dragonborn, as he calls himself. You know, it is true though, right? He is Probably. the first. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so that's gonna be fun going through that, getting new spells there, getting me a new uh, a new pet to play with. So I'm gonna get into that this week. Ivar, uh, one, your final thoughts. Yeah, man, living the Elder Scrolls life is what I'm doing. Playing, uh, playing all these games, having a, having a blast, and thinking about Elder Scrolls all the time. You know, keeping up the Twitter and, and the show, and uh, I'm having a good time with it. And uh, looking forward to uh, hopefully getting a cure for vampirism <laughs> this week. You know, I can burn the sun and wood stakes the heart completely cure that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm probably just going to fall on a sharp fence and end it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> and Lou. Wow, with this maze challenge, again, it's just opened up an entirely new uh, game style that I have, not for for any malicious reasons, I just totally ignored for the past, what, God, year now plus that we've been playing this game, and it just opened my eyes to the unbelievable potential uh, that this particular style has and, and just how much fun it could be. And I'm hoping it translates over very well up to ESO. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, Shank? Yeah, kind of coattailing on what Lou said, like, I mean, we've been playing this game for a year plus, and this Mage Challenge has really, really done wonders for, I guess, a... Uh, a new perspective for me on this game which 
I mean, I, I've completely given up saying, you know, I've seen everything in the game. Because as soon as you think that, the game throws something at you and you're like, you know what? I missed that. I missed that that type of play style or I missed that tiny little, like, cave in the corner or something. You know, something like, like that. And it's, it's really, really cool. And, um, yeah, I'd just like to conclude by saying that I'm so floored by that mod, Worm's Tooth. It is the fact that, you know, the amateur modders made it. And it's that good. <laughs> the dedication to to this game from the community is just astounding. It really is. It's astounding. And I cannot wait to continue with that. Well said, sir. And Evar, you want to take us out and how to reach us? Absolutely. So uh, if you like the show and you're looking for ways to reach us, you can do so primarily through our website, elderscrollsofftherecord.com. What are you going to get there? Uh, not just our podcast, but... You're also going to get uh, some amazing news articles, breaking news as it happens during the week, and now lore as well, uh, plus links to all of the ways that you can you can hear us through iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Zune, our, our RSS feed, uh, our Twitch.tv live uh, chat room page is there as well. Um, our TuneIn radio app uh, webpage is there. So if you have that app, you can uh, click on that and you'll actually see our, our address for, for the TuneIn as well. Um, just a, a whole, a whole uh, gr- you know, breathful of, <laughs> of information for Elder Scrolls off the record is there. Uh, QuestGamingNetwork.com is our portal site. As we add more shows to the network, you can get to them through QuestGamingNetwork.com. Uh, if you want to email the show, Elder Scrolls Off the Record at gmail.com is our email address. Uh, we have a brand new YouTube page, guys. Oh. And, and that is youtube.com forward slash Elder Scrolls OTR. Uh, you can get the podcast in video form there. Um, you're not going to be able to see us, but what you'll do is you'll, you'll hear the audio and, and our, our logo is there. It's just one more way for you to enjoy our show. So if you can't hear us through some sort of RSS reader, if you don't have iTunes, you don't have Zoom or Stitcher Radio, you can always access uh, YouTube and you can hear us there as well. And we're starting to uh, to post our episodes. Also, um, any, any kind of uh, video that we do for Elder Scrolls or Elder Scrolls related, we're going to start posting there as well. And uh, you can see our, our brand new video that Shank has done called Immersion Dusk. It's a six and a half, five and a half minute long video, and it is up on Elder Scrolls Off the Records YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Elder Scrolls OTR, as well as our Quest Gaming Network YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network. That is available as well. You can get all kinds of videos that we stream and put together for the network there. Uh, where to listen to us? Uh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Zune. Our RSS reader is, is located on our website. You can uh, access that and drop us into your very favorite podcast reader. We recommend Podkicker or RSS Demons on the Google Play Store. Don't forget our other shows, Minecraft Off the Record Live, which records Sundays at 7 p.m., Go check that out. Uh, Joe's been tweaking that show lately and uh, coming up with all new ways to enjoy Minecraft as well as all new ways to enjoy it via his his uh, Minecraft server as well. Uh, Twitter! 
If Twitter's your thing, we're on Twitter. The show's on Twitter. You can get to the show at Elder Scrolls OTR. Joe's on Twitter, too. You can find him at the widget, W-I-G-I-T. I'm Ivarwin. You can me you may reach me at Ivarwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lou is at GamerGuy, 11B, G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y, 11B. Dave's not here today. Dave, we hope you feel better. If you want to say, feel better, Dave, you can shout out to him on Twitter at Dienforce, D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. And Shank's on Twitter, too, at ShankTheTank, S-H-A-N-K-T-H-T-A-N-K. Leave off the E for savings on pumice stones. <laughs> oh, don't you know it, sweetheart? Ten percent off. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Miller's Network. Thanks for listening, everybody, and foos for all you all next week. Take care, everyone. Be safe. May the foos be with you. Take care, everyone. Glad you're all here. So I'll get next week. Missed you, Dave. Till next time, Boobala Shadow hides you. Who's all down?